You're with Gillian on the Brenner and a review of the movie Air, a bit belated, uh, the latest from Ben Affleck. I'm a big fan of Ben Affleck, both as, um, well, kind of as a director and also as an actor. I think he's done um, some really good performances and um, often not got quite as much credibility as he deserves and um, been caught up in this whole sort of miasma of both I guess his off-screen life uh, the alcoholism and the famous partners and so on but um he's done like Gone Girl was amazing and the uh way back the alcoholism one recently was really really good um and I really like the uh, Triple Frontier film as well um but directorially he sort of peaked for me with Gone Baby Gone a masterpiece I thought it was an incredible film and the town was um, lauded, but I think half a brilliant film and half a really bad film. There was a lot in there that didn't gel for me with regards to um, the derivative nature of some of it. And also a lot of really, really weird narrative choices that didn't quite seem believable. And then he won loads of Oscars for Argo, which I thought was rubbish. So I have to say Air is a welcome comeback for him. And the first time, I think, as a director, that he's had Matt Damon, his best buddy, on uh, as the lead character. It's a film about the Air Jordan trainer and the fact that Michael Jordan changed the industry. Although, uh, given that one of the court cases relating to this film was only successful uh, a couple of years ago, and this is from the sort of middle of the 1980s, uh, it's taken a long road but it's the notion that an athlete gets paid for their their likeness. So instead of uh, trainer manufacturers saying, we're going to make Nike Jordans and sell them, and we're going to pay you $10 million and you can go away, it was like, well, no, you're using my, like, my likeness and my rights in perpetuity, so I get a percentage of that. And uh, Michael Jordan was the first person to really cross that bridge and forced Nike into it, and it was uh, something incredibly lucrative to him. He's made about $2 billion out of it. And uh, I think Nike Jordan still makes something like $4 billion a year. It's insane. Um, so it's been the most lucrative marketing venture possibly in history. Uh, it's just been incredible. This time around, we get um, Ben Affleck as a um, Sonny Vaccaro who is a guy at Nike who's really into ba uh, basketball and is given the task of finding three uh, picks from the new talent in the basketball pool to wear their shoes. And no one wants to wear their shoes. They're all wearing Adidas um, because run DMC are, and that's the thing. Most of these people are black Americans and they want to sell the shoe onwards to the wider public. But amongst black Americans, Run DMC and the like are where everyone's wearing Adidas. So no one wants Nike. They're just the least trendy shoe out there. And he realizes he's got a tiny budget and that choosing any one of these three mid-level players isn't going to do it. So he focuses all of his energy on signing this draft prospect of um, arguably the once-in-a-generation talent, which it proved to be, of Michael Jordan, and sending all the money one way to him and then completely upending the paradigm of how to do business in that industry and fighting off Puma and I think it was Puma and, and Adidas who are much more powerful in that area. Was it Puma? I can't remember if the third shoe was Puma. Um, and putting together by going and visiting uh, the mother played by 
Viola Davis, um, who is very sort of shown as this very important cog in this whole story. And Ben Affleck's like the head of Nike. He plays Phil Knight, who launched the company a couple of decades before that and has always been a maverick, but thinks that Matt Damon's insane. Um, and Matt Damon keeps upping the bid and making it very personal and saying, you know, we're not going to give you money and make a shoe with your name on it. We're going to make the entire line around you. We're going to make you the center of this company. Um, and the whole the whole movie uh, follows that progress. Uh, it's uh, Jason Bateman shows up as well as um, one of the other major players um, in the whole paradigm. And there are some really interesting asides, like the fact that they decide to make the shoe in contravention to the rules of basketball and pay Michael Jordan's uh, fines um, every game he wears the shoes because they don't fit the colour paradigm of the law in the sport. He gets fined thousands of dollars and they turn that into a marketing opportunity. The the elephant in the room here is is not massively addressed uh, and it's not really part of this story, which is, of course, Nike being synonymous with using third world sweatshop labor one of the companies that is most synonymous that's not really touched on and how you feel about this multi-billion dollar enterprise uh making so much money for nike and michael jordan again is is left mostly up to you but i have to say as entertainment it's consummate it's really well helmed um affleck doesn't get in the way of anything uh, with the direction, it's um, it's very much focused around an excellent portrayal by Matt Damon. I wish he was given more roles like this. Sometimes he's just used as Matt Damon a bit too much. Um, he gets a bit more passionate here, and it's an interesting character and world. as not something that you'd really um, that cinema would focus on to this level. Um, this whole you know the the world of college basketball and trainer manufacturers and how they angle to promote their brands through it all. Is surprisingly palatable and entertaining. Um, I wouldn't say that this was a particularly memorable film, but I will say that I was completely enthralled throughout. Um, you know where it's all going because the story is set in stone, but there's still so many interesting facets to it along the way. Um, the Michael Jordan character is very much in the background. He only sort of appears a few times. The guy that plays the Reverend... Chris, is it Chris Tucker? I think it's Chris Tucker is is pretty cool as well. Um, so the, it's, it's Matt Damon's film. He's he's like front and center, and probably um, the Jason Bateman character would probably be the next one. Or is it Marlon Wayans? It's George Raveling. What, whoever plays the the Reverend guy who's works for Nike as well. He's really good. I know it's Chris Tucker. It is Chris Tucker. He's he's good as well. He's good value. Um, I found it. I thought it was an enthralling film. It's um, Ben Affleck really showing that he he's got um, almost a Spielberg esque knack here, which he perhaps hasn't shown before, of making something that's pure entertainment. And to be honest, out of not much, it's a thrilling story if you're you know fascinated by that world. But to convert it into something that would be universally enjoyable is probably a little bit harder. Um, and the screenplay is pretty tight. It doesn't really waste that much in the terms of um, what's going on. There's a little bit of Oscar bait going on here and there. Uh, one of the speeches that Matt Damon gives 
Um, but I don't think it's a good enough film that it would ever get uh, any serious nods in that direction. Um, but overall, it was, you know, I, I did, I, it's not a film that I would remember, but it's a film that I'd easily watch again because it's so much fun. Uh, and I like these builds, you know, from from the nothing to this high stakes game that goes as the movie progresses. And even though you might feel that Nike are probably one of the co- companies more synonymous with very bad practices, um, it kind of makes you root for them, which is bizarre. Uh, and the fact that um, the guy that um, Matt Damon plays has just been in court in the last few years where they've passed legislation that college players will get the same rights as, as Michael Jordan was getting here, which is that they can get the um, financial benefits from the usage of their likes. If you don't know why people like Ronaldo get signed for you know $300 million when they're at the end of their career, I remember once Manchester United signed a guy for $90 million, and the first year they sold that in merchandise with his name on that's why they buy people like Messi and Ronaldo because of the branding. They put their name on their shirt and on the shoe and whatever, and they sell that much that it is actually financially worth. It's got nothing to do with their abilities as a player. In Nike's case, they um, agreed to give Michael Jordan um, rights to his shoes because they figured they would sell something like $3 million a year. The first year they sold $130 million. Uh, and like I said, the whole Jordan range now is something like $4 billion a year. And Jordan's worth a couple of billion dollars from the shoes. But then he ended up the greatest basketball player of all time. So it kind of dovetails. So I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. It is uh, forgettable-ish, but as entertainment, it's consummate and really enjoyable, really well acted and helmed, and nothing gets in the way of enjoying it. 8 out of 10 for air.